Welcome to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast hosted by Ben Tucker and Eric Briggs, two lifelong Panthers fans from North Carolina. Whether you're a diehard fan or a casual observer, this is the Panthers podcast for you. Do us a favor, click on the link tree in our bio and give us a follow on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Now, let's get to the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast, episode three. Happy to say uh, we're on episode three. We made it through the first couple. Very exciting. Uh, Quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, as we all know, mandatory minicamp is over. Eric and I are going to run through some takeaways from that, as well as uh, from a couple of those final minicamp interviews that they had. Uh, we're going to react to the first episode of Panthers Blueprint, which was super cool. Uh, we are going to talk about a video in which someone claimed that Bryce Young is boring and talk about our thoughts on that. And then we might talk a little bit about uh, what what our thoughts are on the Panthers uh, fantasy football uh, prospects this year. Are there any players on the team? that we think are worth drafting. Um, so before we get to all that, good to see you, dude. How you doing? Yeah, How you been since our last episode? Doing great. It's been a few weeks. Uh, kids are out of school now, at least uh, where I am. And uh, it's been raining for an entire week. <laughs> yeah, seemingly. It sucks. It but, sucks. Uh, but other than that, things are going great. Um, looking forward to a uh, summer worth of fun. How about you? Yeah, man. Um, the weather has been terrible, and I, I hate it. I want to go play golf, but I can't. Um, so I don't like that. But I'm I'm excited. Uh, I was kind of telling you about this earlier. My my daughter's got a dance recital coming up, and I'm actually in it. I am in the recital. Uh, so I will be up on stage uh, where I belong. Uh, no, I'm actually kind of nervous. Um, but maybe uh, be... maybe Mrs. Keep Purring Pin uh, Ben will uh, take a couple of pictures and put them up on Twitter. That oh, that would be fantastic. I have to get <laughs> I have to get my wife yeah to definitely snap some photos, take some videos. Although she's helping out backstage, so maybe my mom. Maybe I'll go to my mom for that. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, doing a little daddy daughter dance. So looking forward to that. Um, but let's just get right into it, dude. Um, Let's talk about minicamp. I, I definitely have a few thoughts, a few takeaways, um, but I'll, I'll throw it back over to you. Um, did you have any just initial takeaways, initial thoughts on uh, the, any of the interviews or just from minicamp in general? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like there was a little bit less coverage uh, yeah. or stories coming out of uh, minicamp than there was OTAs made it a little bit harder to kind of know exactly what's going on. But I, yeah. uh, I really enjoyed the interviews. Uh, I think it was the last day of minicamp that they had it. You had Brian Burns, you had uh, coach Frank, you had uh, Bryce and I think Adam Thielen, maybe one more. Yep. Um, right. But uh, you know, I was encouraged by a number of the things that I heard uh, people say um, Adam Thielen was talking about, you know, how our rookies don't look like rookies, which is, yep one of the best things that you can, uh, that you can say, um, you know, we, we want the rookies coming in, hitting the ground running, uh, you know, doing a 
good bit of work on their own time so that when they're at the facility, you know, that they're able to work with the teammates. So the fact that uh, the rookies have come in treating it like a job, you know, with the, yeah. with all the, the respect that comes with that and being prepared. I really love to hear that. Um, I love to, uh, I heard Brian Burns talking um, and it, that was great. You know, with the introduction of his number, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, how many people <laughs> kept asking him about his contract <laughs> and the that, Facebook just kind of like walked off. <laughs> could I say like that? I had that written down too. That was so funny when it was actually David Newton from ESPN. He piped in. So when they first started Brian Burns' interview, they asked him about his number, like, oh, yeah. why did you pick a zero? All that. Yeah. Talked about it for a couple minutes. A couple questions later, David Newton chimes in and says, hey, Brian, uh, so speaking of zeros, you probably <laughs> want a lot of them on the next contract. Where do you stand on that? And everybody kind of laughed. Which was smooth. It was, smooth. It was so smooth. Perfect, yeah, perfect smooth. way to introduce that question. Of course, he didn't really have that much of an answer he kind of said no timeline you know yeah him and his agent have had talks with the panthers nothing he didn't really reveal anything but yeah. i mean i would have to think i would i would think you would agree that they are that's a high 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 priority for the panthers i think it's the to, highest priority <laughs> uh, right. you know in terms of personnel for sure i mean they right. they have to get that deal done but here's the thing both parties want it to happen. And if both parties yeah. want it to happen, it's going to happen. Right. Uh, you know, I, th and I, you know, it was a little hard to hear because they don't have the reporters mic'd in those. Which is so uh, annoying. Gosh. I know. I think they finally fixed it when they're actually in the press conference room after there was so much backlash on, on YouTube about, come on guys, we can't even hear what they're answering. Uh, but That's I understand so out on the field, it's much more difficult to make that happen. Yeah. Um, you know, but anyway, I just, uh, I really enjoyed you know, a lot of the things that Brian Burns was, was talking about and um, moving into like some of my favorite, like uh, comments, I guess, or whatever. He talked about goals, having 10 sacks by, uh, by week 11. I thought that was great. And then also, uh, you know, my favorite quote was about Bryce Young and uh, how, you know, Hey, how's Bryce Young doing? He comes in and says, uh, well, Bryce is humble, but he knows he's the shit. You know, which was like, yeah. which was the perfect, you know, uh, he kind of summed it up very, very well. And we'll talk yep. about Bryce here in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, he's humble, but he walks around like he's he's the best player in the locker room. Uh, yep. And from all accounts, he has uh, he's backed that up with his play on the field and the respect that the veterans and rookies uh, alike all seem to have for him. So, you know, he's he's uh, he's talking the talk and walking the walk. What about you? What uh, what kind of stood out for you? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious too. Um, I loved I loved Brian Burns' answer on that, and they actually asked they asked uh, Bryce Young about that as well. And uh, you know, in typical Bryce Young fashion, I mean, he didn't really have much of a reaction to it. You know, he kind of had a sheepish grin when they asked him about Brian Burns' comments and went on to just talk about how Brian Burns is, no, oh, he's a great teammate and he's a great guy to be around and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. But no, I thought, uh, I thought aside from Brian Burns comments, I thought uh, Frank Reich had a couple good things to say. Um, you know, he just, he started out kind of talking about, Hey, like, you know, we got our, we got our installations in these last few days, mini camp, um, got a good look at players. Um, I think something important to note 
that Frank Reich pointed out is, you know, during mini camp, you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt uh, because you don't really know. You don't really know how a player is going to look until you get the pads on, which is, which will happen of course at training camp here in a few weeks. So it's like, he's kind of like, Hey, don't get too excited. Um, Right. But we can still be excited. He's just not excited yet. Um, But, you know, he talked a little bit about um, players going off on their own the next few weeks and kind of what that's going to look like. They all, uh, they all kind of go do their own thing. I think Bryce Young is actually traveling back to California. Uh, he's going back home for a few weeks, but uh, I think a couple weeks back in one of Bryce Young's interviews, he talked about how the receivers. So basically, he and his receiving core are going to get together in these next few yeah. weeks separately, um, yeah. which is awesome. Um, and then he, uh, Frank Reich, mentioned that the very last practice of minicamp, Thomas Davis was there. And uh, he actually addressed the team at the end of the practice. And, um, you know, he really just reminded everyone, uh, Frank Reich included, of kind of the standard that's been set uh, from the players in the past and, uh, you know, and from – his era, Thomas Davis's era, when he played there, that just that whole keep pounding mindset and kind of the work ethic that it takes, I guess, you know, to be successful. Um, and I just yep. think it's so, it's so, so cool that guys like Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley and Steve Smith, all these Panthers legends are just hanging around all the time at yeah. practice. You know, I mean, that's, I, I don't know if that's normal at, um, if that's a normal thing that happens with other teams, maybe it is, but I just think it's really, really cool. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's really neat. I don't know if it's something that other other teams do either. Um, But I'm glad that they, that they do it with us. If they didn't, if they didn't have pride in having been a Panther and spent, uh, you know, a large portion or all of their career here, um, then they wouldn't show back up, but it's fantastic for the younger players to have, right. You know, kind of uh, Panthers legends, coming to practice and, you know, I heard uh, uh, Bryce talk about how he, he kind of picks Steve Smith's brain all the time, whenever, whenever he's around, you know, they're having conversations about something and um, you know, Steve Smith being able to do some mentoring for the, you know, Mingo and the, the wide receivers. And it's just great to see him. I love it. Um, Did you, I don't know. Did you know that there's so much talk about gambling? Like a question was asked. It's seemingly in every single one of those press conferences about gambling. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I was living I under a rock. I, I, I didn't realize that. it was such a big thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to remember the name of that player. There's a player rec- very, very recently, um, not from the Panthers, from another team. Uh, it was from the Colts, gosh. I think. I think. Is, are you talking about the, the I think it was. The Colts? There yeah, was a player was... from the Colts. Then there was a there was a fake story that came right. out that yeah. it, that said it was Michael Pittman, the wide receiver. It was not him. It was right. maybe a cornerback or something. But um, like that's that's gambling is the reason why Calvin Ridley, you know, was that's suspended true. last season. And so yeah. I think it's it is a bit of a problem. But yeah, I definitely noticed that as well. One thing, um, side note: 
One other thing, you mentioned Adam Thielen earlier. I don't know if you saw this. So um, he did have an interview like at the end of minicamp, but he also went and did the Rich Eisen show. And uh, Rich Eisen asked him, you know, of course he asked him about Bryce Young. Like, what's he like? What has it been like being around him? And he asked him, you know, is there a moment? Is there a moment with Bryce Young yet at this point where you kind of thought to yourself, like, okay, this guy's this guy's special, like this guy gets it. And uh, Mr. Thielen had a pretty interesting answer. He said, you know, uh, watching film after practice. So when you're out there as a receiver, uh, and I've never played a snap of football myself, but I think this is pretty like common sense. And when you're out there as a receiver, you know, you only see what's in front of you. Right. So uh, when the quarterback throws you the ball, uh, you only see the ball for the last couple seconds <laughs> that it's in the sure. air coming yeah. towards you. You didn't see everything that led up to that point. So as a receiver, he talked about how watching film after practice is just a very it's very revealing. And uh, you learn a lot um, from that process. And he said that on film after one day after watching uh, film of some good plays that uh, that Bryce Young made. I know there was one practice actually where Bryce Young threw two red zone touchdowns in a row to Adam Thielen. Maybe that's the one he was talking about. I don't know. But he just said like when you watch Bryce on film, you see the way he moves in the pocket. Like you see how comfortably and confidently uh, he moves and just kind of how easy it was uh, for him to manipulate the defense and um, the defensive lineman and to kind of buy time, uh, but at the same time, get the ball out on time and, and also be accurate with it. Yeah. And so he just, he just said like, really, when he get, went back and watched the film on Bryce Young, it, it really just made him say like, wow, like this guy's, this guy's got a chance. And I just think it also speaks to just how prepared, um, prepared he is. Um, yeah. I don't know what, what's in the water down there in, at Alabama, but, uh, and maybe it, maybe it's a combination of because uh, they're a professional football team. <laughs> yeah, because they could probably beat a That's couple of NFL it. teams. I mean, they're they're very good. Um, but yeah, I, I I caught it. I think I caught a couple of like uh, set you know segments or whatever comments from that interview. And it was real. It was a really good interview. If anybody listening or uh, you know on YouTube has not seen it. Uh, it actually, it's a, it's a really good interview. gives a lot yeah. of good insight. Uh, at least the, the parts that I heard did. Um, speaking of being able to see things on the practice field, mm -hmm. Panthers blueprint. Yeah, man. Came out uh, a couple days ago. We are recording this on uh, Thursday, the 22nd of June. So it dropped right. uh, on Tuesday evening, I think. Yep. Uh, right. Give me your first impressions. What, what did you think about it? Um, holy shit. Right. <laughs> it was, it was so cool. I yeah. mean, this is this is the content. This is the content that we've been waiting for as Panthers yeah. fans that we've been craving. Yeah. Um, because really, since we since the draft, like there's been a little bit, but it's been few and far between that they've yeah. been. Well, now we know why because they've been filming this, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was just so cool, man. It's just like you know the whole theme of it is kind of you know, new beginnings, uh, new era. Um, I just like, I think at the very beginning, uh, 
the they talked about like Reich, Frank Reich and Dom Capers coming in or like they're part of this franchise's origin story. Yeah, you know, exactly. And now they're back. And that's yep. so awesome. And it's awesome to see. I just thought it was so cool to see <laughs> when they're when they had footage of uh Frank Reich kind of walking around the practice field. Um he's just running around like a kid in the can- in a candy store. Like yeah. he was having so much fun. I uh, just going over here. I'm going to go over here to the running backs. Now I'm going to go over mm-hmm. here to the receivers. Uh, hey, Adam Thielen, can you teach me how to run a slant? Teach me, teach me. And then he runs over you know to the running backs. Yeah. You said that and you, saying that just jogged my memory. I totally forgotten about it. But at one point he walked up to one of a player and he says, teach me, right. He was yeah. like, teach me how to do this. And yeah. I love that because awesome. you know, it's a saying I've said it for a long time, but like you don't truly know something until you can teach somebody how to do it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's an inherent amount of learning that comes with teaching. And yeah. I loved, uh, I just thought that was such a great approach. It made me smile just like the, the coach and me, you know, uh, right. loved that approach. And I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. And I think a lot of this obviously highly edited, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's, we're no. seeing the picture that they want it to be painted, but I yeah, did love, you know, some of the exposure that we were getting and seeing how, you know, practices run a little bit. I love Frank Wright going over there. I think it was with the running backs. Um, and he was like, had his hands out and he was the finish line. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so just stuff like that. I, I loved, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. I loved, um, they kind of gave a little shout out to, uh, James Campen, the O-line coach, and Chris Tabor, the special teams coach, uh, who were kind of not talked about as much because, I mean, let's be honest, we have a all-star staff of coaches. Yeah. So those guys don't get mentioned a lot, but they're, uh, by all accounts, some of the best at their partic- particular uh, coaching roles in the NFL. Yep. I thought it was really cool. It's like that little clip of um, Bryce Young's dad talking to Thomas Brown, where he's like, the staff, the staff is amazing. He was just so <laughs> shocked at how yeah. good the staff was, yeah. which I mean, that that's like, that's all of us. I mean, th- this staff is amazing. Um, they did, they had like sort of a little feature on each of the coaches, which I thought was really cool. Thomas Brown, yeah. Evero, McCown. Um, my favorite though, my favorite featurette, I guess you could call it on the coaches was Deuce Staley. <laughs> I just thought he God, I love that guy so much. Like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, he's for those. Uh, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows that Deuce Staley is the running backs and assistant, as well as the assistant head coach. But if you don't, there you go. Uh, but he just brings he brings that juice. He brings that intensity to the practices. Um, I thought it was freaking hilarious when he was making fun of Matt Corral's shoe size. Do you remember that? Where he's like, dang, dude. That's the longest swoosh you have ever seen. That's the longest Nike swoosh <laughs> that I've ever seen, man. Yeah. And he pairs out there wearing the whole boxes. I, <laughs> the whole shoe box. Exactly. <laughs> and apparently Matt Corral, like he's my height. Like he's about 6'2". Uh, that's my, yeah. about my height. He wears a yeah. size 15. Like what that's, the... That's large. His feet have giantism. Like what yeah, in the that's, world? That's large. That's um, large. and just do Staley, just like him chirping at the defense during yeah. track, chirping at Von Bell and just 
talking shit. Like, yeah, I love Deuce Staley. What about yeah? You? That was it. Was it was great? I, you know, he has the type of energy that's infectious, right? Like, he has that that charisma that, like, if he's laughing and joking and having a good time, then you want to laugh and joke and have a good time along with yeah. him. Um, and I think that that energy is incredibly important. Um, one of the other things, uh, real quick that Frank Reich had said during the, his press conference was talking about the positive, like the positivity that's around. And I yeah. think that things like Dustaley doing, you know, just bringing that energy and bringing that attitude brings a lot of that, you know, natural competitiveness out yeah. of the guys. Um, but it also creates a, you know, as long as it's not taken too, too seriously, it creates a great environment. Um, so I love seeing that. And then I really did enjoy getting to know the coaches, right? Yeah, like too. you've heard the names, uh, you know, a little bit about where they came from, what scheme they like to run, like whatever that is, but it was neat to kind of get to know their personalities a little bit more and yeah. who is a little bit more boisterous, who is a little yeah. bit more reserved. Um, and uh, the other thing that, that I love to see was uh, Josh McCown. And, yes. you know, he, Such ch- high he kind of has like a youthful energy. Now, yes. obviously he played for 18 years. He's not exactly, you know, a kid, but like he has like a youthful, playful type energy, he does. which I think is really, really good to kind of counterbalance some of yep. Bryce Young's like seriousness you know, vi- you know, blinders on, we're moving forward. And, you know, the, the, this very like pragmatic. Yeah. And then you have, you know, Josh McCown is like, Hey, we're going to have a little fun with this too. <laughs> he um, keeps it light. So, yeah. And, and I, you know, as a fan, mm-hmm. that is the type of content that gets you engaged with the brand, right? Like mm-hmm. from a marketing perspective, these are the, the emotions make the connection. Right. And if there's not that emotional connection there, then I'm not really going to care whether I tune in at one o'clock or at two fifteen on a Sunday to see, you know, see how the Panthers are playing. But right. if I'm invested, then I sat down at 1245 to make sure I had my snacks already and I had, you know, enough drinks in the refrigerator to make it through the rest of the game. Uh, so I think that the, you know, the Panthers did a really good job of kind of helping uh, make those emotional connections and get us as fans invested in what they're doing. Um, and it, and, and the positivity kind to me at least came through the TV screen and I felt it as the viewer. And as a fan, I was able to get excited um, and I was able to kind of like have that hope as you're going into the, you know, into the season. So I, I think they yeah. did a great job with it. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait for, for episode two. That's a really, really good point. Um, one other thing that that I noted, <laughs> watching this video, actually two things. First thing, um, and I'm sure you probably had this thought too, but man, watching this video just reminded me that there are there are multiple, multiple um, future uh, head coaches on this coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like don't, I don't we don't know. need to get comfortable with them here. No, no, they're no, gonna definitely. be gone. <laughs> I mean, they even said there was one clip where Scott Fitterer was speaking to maybe Dan Morgan and mentioned, I think he said uh, that Frank Reich's daughter uh, said to Frank, um, "Hey, you're probably going to need to find a new defensive defensive coordinator next year because Evero, he ain't yeah. going to be sticking around. Like he's going to yeah. be a head coach." And then same thing, like. 
Thomas Thomas Brown and Josh McCown, I could see sticking around a little bit longer than Ejiro Evero because this is Thomas Brown's first time being a being an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh McCown, this is his first time being a quarterbacks coach in the yeah. NFL. Um, but eventually, you got to think that they're going to get opportunities. Even even do Staley too. Like he's a he's the assistant head coach now. Um, same thing he was with the Lions. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's a ridiculously good <laughs> coaching staff and we just need to really not take it for granted and enjoy yeah. it while it's here. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to mention, talk about real quick was Dom Capers. The last mm-hmm. like five or six minutes um, really kind of focused on him. And uh, yeah. I thought it was super cool that uh, uh, they Frank Reich and Dom Capers talked about how their first game in 1995 uh, was in Atlanta against the Falcons. Yeah. And now full circle, their first game uh, this season is against the Falcons in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, Frank Reich's talking about like, he can't wait to walk out on that field with Dom capers. And yeah, I'm assuming they're going to be holding hands. Um, and then, and then just that, the, I'm going to be honest, the last few minutes when, um, uh, they were Frank Reich and Dom Capers were sitting in that sort of that dark room. They were looking at photos. They were kind of reminiscing about the past. Um, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Maybe it was because I w- had had a beer on an empty stomach, um, but I almost teared up. Get you in the feels. <laughs> it got me right in the feels. Right in the yeah, middle. No, it was really cool. It was cool to see them, you know, kind of reminiscing on it, you know, it allowed us as the viewer to reminisce a little bit if we were old enough to remember, uh, you know, that time, but I'm with you. I thought that was great. I saw, you know, kind of like a signed football they were looking at and just, yeah. some, you know, so I, I, again, I thought it was great. I think that the, whoever put this together did a brilliant job with it on multiple different levels. And I think that, you know, they, they achieved their result. They achieved what they wanted to, which was to get us, you know, engaged and involved. So, do you know how many? Do we know how many episodes there are going to be? Have they know. said that? Okay. I mean, they may have. I just I haven't heard. I'm not sure. I'm hoping. I'm assuming it's going to be at least two or three. Um, oh. and they'll probably they'll probably um, stagger it um, leading up to training camp. I'm assuming. So it might be you know a, a couple weeks until until they drop episode two, but. Yeah, man, that was that was so cool because that was highly anticipated, and uh, yeah, I think it. Was, I think it delivered. Just, I, I think. I think yeah, it delivered. it delivered for sure. Delivered. For sure. Um, um, so, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask about this the uh, this Bryce Young is boring <laughs> thing. Uh, now, yeah. I I happen to agree, uh, but what 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 was this video? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Uh, there's a show on a local radio station, uh, WSJS, which I believe is in Winston-Salem. There's a show called The Drive with Josh Graham. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's actually really – he has a a YouTube uh, channel as well. And I really just love listening to him. And he has a lot of great opinions and perspectives. And, well, he had a – it was like a six- or seven-minute video uh, clip that he posted titled, Bryce Young is Boring. And that that it was intriguing to me, so I clicked on it and I watched it, and um, I just loved his take on this. So he, in a nutshell, here's what he said: 
Um, Bryce Young is boring. Uh, not as a player, when he gets on the field, super exciting to watch, obviously. You know, playmaker, yeah. he's electric on the field. But his personality is kind of uh, milk toast, <laughs> to use 100%. the term yeah. that he used. Um, you know, Mr. Graham said, since he was taken in the draft, Bryce Young, he hasn't uttered an interesting syllable. And he's not wrong. But he no, said, this no. is a good thing. This is a good thing. People need to realize. Because <laughs> the way that he framed this was just so funny. He's like, you don't want unpredictable or the fun guy as your franchise quarterback. Yeah. Right? Um, the same thing could be said for your surgeon or your lawyer, right? You don't yeah, want you, the yeah, you yeah, want a boring ahead. person. You yeah, want like, a boring person. You want a exactly. boring person. Well, and listen, hey, it's so funny that you said this because we, I remember us talking about this in the first episode, where <laughs> yeah, you know, I was talking about like yeah. I just want him to do or say something that's not right. Something just like, give us something. Something yeah, something that's not freaking perfect uh like i like i want to see a bit of personality and i was you know <laughs> way back on that first episode i was a little bit like leery that it might have been you know some kind of act or something like that but i think that that's just the dude and it's just who he is which is kind of crazy to me but like i i think it's great i want like i said i want our quarterback to like off the field things that he says and off the field things that he does. I don't want that to be the story. And right. You know, the, the less he gives of those things, the better it's going to be for him. Like, you know, we've talked about the naysayers coming out and whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Bryce young is boring in the best possible way. Exactly. And I mean, you look at, look at some of the greatest quarterbacks that we've watched that we've seen in the last 20 years, like Tom Brady or Drew Brees or whoever you want to name. Um, well, I mean, maybe not all of them, but a lot of the upper echelon quarterbacks that we've seen are just super boring and milquetoast um, in interviews. And they don't, they just don't give you much. Um, yeah. Like, they, they, the, the Panthers reporters try so hard, bless their hearts. Uh, they try so hard to just pull anything out of Bryce Young. They asked him after minicamp, they asked him about that quote from Brian Burns. Like they asked him about his confidence. They asked him anything they ask him. He's always going to bring the conversation back to the team. He's not, he's yeah. not going to talk about himself. He's just Listen, not. I have a, I have a confession to make. Uh, we'll just consider this the confessional booth, and uh, clearly, yeah, this is a safe. Hey, this is a safe space. Yes, yeah, safe space. Safe um, space. I, I didn't finish the Bryce Young press conference because well, because it was, it was boring. boring. It was so boring. Like I, I legitimately halfway through, I was like, "Dude is saying nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing." I when can't I was get taking notes. six minutes back. Was, exactly nothing happened like literally no, in the first well, half nothing happened so i don't know what happened on the on the second half but nothing happened the first half of that first i <laughs> i remember when i was taking notes for this show when i was yeah. taking notes on these interviews like i had five six seven eight bullet points for everyone but for bryce young i 
I barely wrote anything because there's, there's literally wasn't anything nothing. to write. I remember nothing. back, I mean, think about think back to the Cam Newton years. You would watch, you would like his press conferences were a spectacle. Not yeah. only like, he'd come in, not only just like the things that he was like, what's what hat he's is he gonna be wearing today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was also just like, what is he gonna say that's gonna possibly rub someone the wrong way? Um how prickly is he going to be in this mm-hmm. press conference? Um, and maybe, you know, Bryce Young, how old is he? 21, 22? Yeah. I don't know. Like, he's he's young. Like, he hasn't really lived yet. Maybe at some point, you know, um, after he's beaten down by uh, life like the rest of us, <laughs> he will have some more interesting things to say. But um, I, the Josh Graham in his video made this point, and I agree, like, I think it's pretty pretty safe to say at this point, like this is not the way that he conducts himself in interviews and the way that he just kind of how he comes off is it, this is not some like PR sculpted. Yeah. This like this is kind of who he is. I think it's actually him. Yeah. And I like yeah. I that's what I was saying. Like I thought it was just a facade, right? Like I thought it was like a basically a character that the guy is playing. But right. like I've seen so much of it now and it is so consistent that I think yeah. that's just who he is. And when I was I was searching for something on YouTube, like I can't even remember what it was at this point, but it was Panthers related. And when I typed it in, the very first video that popped up was Cam Newton is a top tier trash talker or something along those lines, which made me think I don't have the skills uh, to do this, but I would love to see like a mashup of Bryce Young and Cam Newton getting similar questions. Oh my God. <laughs> and back to back, like side to side type thing. And just hear the difference in the two, because I right. do think it would, I, I think it would be telling. And I think it would be a stark difference. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, just the idea of that, like that seems like very much like a thing that you could put on, you know, like TikTok or something or whatever, and it would like fit right in. But uh, anyway, I thought that would I thought that would be great. Um, yeah, but Bryce Young is boring in the best possible way. I don't think it's an act. I don't think it's a facade. I think that that's just who the dude is. Yeah. One other thing that again to feed further feed this this uh, point that we're trying that we're making here. In, and you might have you said that you only watched like six minutes of his interview, so you might not have uh, seen this part. <laughs> But uh, in Bryce Young's interview um, at the end of minicamp, uh, so one of the reporters just like, eh, what are you doing over the break leading up to training camp? You doing anything fun? And Bryce Young's like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be uh, working out. Uh, I'm going to be continuing uh, to, you know, get ready and uh, to, to build towards the season. And uh, I, 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 view, I view that as fun. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be further correcting uh, practice play scripts and yeah. finding the you know finding the errors in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah, I'm gonna be doing the coach's job. Yeah, I just I this listen. But I'm glad dude, he's on our team. At this I point. know. Me too. Like I'm I know that he's, he's boring. I know he's boring. <laughs> but like he reminds me a lot of like the Drew Breeses of the world. Yeah. Like he's somebody said this before the draft. So before we even drafted him. I don't remember who said this. I was watching ESPN or something. Um, one of these analysts said, like, here's here's they were like, one thing I know about Bryce Young is he's going to live the quarterback lifestyle. He's going to study his playbook. He's going to make sure he knows 
knows it like the back of his hand. Yep. He's going to make sure that he is the most prepared person in that building. And based on everything that we've seen so far, based on everything that he's said, sounds like that's 100% accurate. Yeah, I think in 15 years, he's going to retire a very rich man. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so speaking of Bryce Young, yeah. um, what are your thoughts in in fantasy? Now, you and I have said this. This is not a fantasy Good. show. But we do fantasy, uh, you know, kind yeah. of, uh, uh, you know, outside of this. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, who are, is there anybody from the Panthers that you're interested in? Uh, get your eye on. I need to know this for our draft so I can make sure I take them away from you. But um, yeah, who are, who are you looking at? <laughs> well, now, now I'm kind of, now I'm really hesitant to even say anything because uh, I didn't think about that angle. We are in that league together. Um but I'm not afraid to to go ahead and give you my opinion. Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's like I, I, I think that Bryce Young is going to be, like, as an actual NFL quarterback, I think he's going to be really good, even his mm-hmm. rookie season. Um, I've talked about it. I talked about it, I think, in, in our last episode. Like, I know he's a rookie. I know he's inexperienced. But um, I just think he's going to be really good because he is. He's super smart. He's super intelligent. Um, and he's just real good at football. Um, but as far as statistics, um, when I say he's going to be really good, that doesn't mean that I think he's going to throw 40 touchdowns and pass for 4,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be very efficient as an NFL quarterback, uh, especially this rookie season as he's getting his feet wet. Um, but I am in no way, shape, or form. I, I am staying away from Bryce Young at this current moment, I'm staying away from Bryce Young in fantasy drafts. Now um, the same could probably be said until I see something until I've seen it, because our, our offense looks so much different. Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Hayden Hurst, uh, Terrace Marshall's still here, but it's a different quarterback. Obviously Um, the, the pass catchers are all new essentially aside from a couple guys so, so for me, the only person that I'm looking at, and actually um, I could see, I'd listened to a uh, fantasy football podcast the other day, and they, they actually mentioned Miles Sanders as yeah. a sort of a value pick in like the fourth yeah. or fifth round or something like that. Um, yeah. I would be, I, I'm definitely not picking him like with one of my top three or probably not even top four picks. I guess it just depends on how the board falls, but He's somebody who I'm definitely very interested in um, if as like my RB2 at best. Like I need somebody ahead of him, but he's going to be he's going to have production more similar to his rookie season when he that's when he caught the most passes out of the backfield. He was the most effective as a dual threat. He's he's his production I think is going to be more along the lines of that than what it was the last couple seasons. And he, but even in saying that he was top five or six in rushing in the NFL last season. So, yeah. um, so there's that. And then uh, I guess the only other thing you could mention is like the Panthers defense, uh, <laughs> but you know, like we, we both, I think kind of choose different defenses depending on who the matchup is. But w- what about yeah. you? Do you, who, what are your thoughts? I mean, I hate to be boring, but it's almost exactly the same. <laughs> uh <laughs> Like I, I think that I think Miles Sanders is the no, knownest quantity yeah. <laughs> that we have on offense, yeah. and uh, you know, 
<clears throat> I've been burned. I've I've in leagues taken Trey Lance and you know left him on the bench basically the whole year and Justin Fields and left him on the bench basically the whole year, Um, you know, at least until kind of towards the end. So, um, you know, I've done, I've done those things. I'm not interested in Bryce Young in that capacity. I hope that I'm wrong. That would be the best swing and a miss on uh, fantasy that I'll have had. But um, yeah, I just, I'm not interested in anybody else except for possibly the defense. Uh, and the defense at this point, we need to see what happens from a cor- uh, cornerback situation. Um, yeah. You know, we, we didn't even talk about JC Horn, but I'm super worried. Um, I know. I, I hate, I don't know if I spoke that into existence last episode when I literally mentioned him not being injured. Um, and, I think you did. I think yeah, we can no, all blame I, yeah, you. Uh, yeah. I, I remember Thank talking you. about it. So you're welcome, JC. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I think that I'm not really interested in anybody until in, unless yeah. I get absolutely blown away in the preseason games. Uh, I'm not interested in in hitching my wagon to anybody in particular. Yeah, and I think it's just so tough with like Adam Thielen could end up having a decent season. DJ Chart could have a good season. But I think um, there's two things working against the Panthers receiving core when it comes to their fantasy outlook. Number one is uh, Frank Reich's and Frank Reich's and slash Thomas Brown's offense. They're going to spread the ball around. They're going to spread the ball around. They've, they've talked about that in interviews already. Like they want to get people involved. They don't, they're not, there's not going to be, you know, the first person I'm thinking of is like, there's not going to be a Stefan Diggs, who's getting 15 to 20 targets a game like that's or, or like a Justin Jefferson situation, you know, that's just not going to happen. We got a bunch of Adam Thielen's. Yeah. We got Adam (laughs) Thielen. You got, yeah. So it's, it's very, very tough unless, and I I obviously would not want this to be the case, but unless there were like a couple of injuries, then I, where like we, we have to force feed the ball to a DJ Chark or a Terrace Marshall, I just don't see I don't know. Maybe Hayden Hurst could be like a like a tight end two. Like if you want to keep two tight ends on your team, maybe he you All know, right. but right. we don't know. We have no idea what the offense yeah. is gonna look like. He's That's not a known, at this point. Yeah. At this not point I'm not interested. Yeah. Neither, neither. Um and you know, we mentioned it, but just real quick, what are there any uh free agent signings or or you know, players that you think we need to bring in, um, like either leading up to training camp or after training camp, like we talked about, we mentioned JC Horn. So that's, that's, you know, an obvious one. Like I'm concerned. I'm outside of JC Horn at cornerback. We have Dante Jackson, who's coming off of a torn Achilles and um, it's not even a guarantee that he's going to be ready for the start of the season. And, I think just our depth at cornerback is super concerning. Um, And then I think probably the other one might be edge rusher, but I don't know. What do you think? I think those are the two that we'd be interested in. Yeah. Uh, But it, you know, it'd be the right, have to be the right situation. But again, and I've been harping on this. I'll continue to until we are no longer the second most cap space in the NFL, (laughs) right? Like (laughs) there is money to burn. If we want to go after and try to, you know, grab some people, we do have, the cap yeah. space uh, to make that happen. Um, 
So yeah, but I, I don't know. But again, Fitterer, uh, ridiculously smart. I don't know, man. Keep doing your thing and go find us excellent players at a value. Um, anything else on your end? I mean, we covered we covered pretty much everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah, no, I think we're good. I mean, like I said, I think yeah. we've been doing. Um, you know, it's we're hitting that lull now, that summer lull where it's yeah. just not as much going on. Right. Uh, God bless Julian Council for still being able to do three episodes a week. <laughs> Shout out to Lockdown uh, Panthers. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that I, I think we've you know we're gonna hit a little bit of a lull here. Everybody's gonna be waiting on the second blueprint uh, episode or this yeah second Panther yep. blueprint episode to come out, and uh, we'll just see how it goes. But I um, yeah. you know it's great to again. I, I hate to be a broken record, but it's great to have positive things to talk about. <laughs> uh, oh, it's been, sure. It seems like it's been a you know, bit of a bit of a desert, and this happens to be an oasis. So let's uh, <laughs> keep spending as much time here as we can. You know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably you know we'll keep an eye out for that that second episode of uh, yeah. of the blueprint. And um, you know we still have a few weeks until training camp, but I'm sure we'll probably do at least another episode or two leading up to training camp. Um, so, you know, we'll be in touch about that. But uh, yeah, I think I think if you're good, I'm good. We can go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening uh, to episode three of uh, Keep Purring. Um, you know, if you, we really hope to earn uh, your subscription, earn your follow. Um, if you're interested, uh, do us a favor and please visit our link tree, which is in um, our bio. Um, visit us on Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and. Uh, we'd love it if you'd uh, give us a like, you know, give us a follow and, and also just let, you know, give us some feedback, you know, let us know, uh, let us know how we're doing or, or if there's something that, um, you know, that you'd like to hear us uh, talk more about, that would be awesome. But, uh, Eric, if you're good, I think we're ready to go. Yes, sir. Great talk, talking to you. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, like, Hey, see us on Twitter, uh, engage with us, leave us a few comments or something like that. We'd love to uh, continue the conversation uh, elsewhere online too. Yep. All right. Talk to you guys next time. <laughs>